And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. everybody to the be fearless podcast today our guest is the good thing and she is the guru at it okay she is helping single women and wives to become that good thing i love that i love it i'm like i'm all in on this okay you cannot you need to watch this episode completely because you need to know she is like the expert on this all right if you want somebody for this christmas this is a girl you need to listen to her okay you need not only to listen but to connect with her because she's also a certified life life coach she's an international speaker she's a number one bestseller author four times she has a beautiful blog she has a leather in ladies uh, ministry and uh she you know uh is even an event producer and also a mom so she can understand all the things that we as a woman go through and she's here to help all of us and share her wisdom please help me welcome my beautiful guest the one and only kimberly cleveland hi kimberly good morning how are you well i should say good afternoon <laughs> good afternoon <laughs> I am so happy and so excited to have you here today. Uh, I've been waiting for this interview because I know you have, there's so much knowledge in that little brain of yours that I'm like, I can't wait for her to come here and share everything that she's doing. But most importantly, your trajectory, right? Your success story, how everything started. So who, for those that in the audience doesn't know who Kimberly Cliffland is, who is Kimberly Cliffland? Who was she growing up? Absolutely. Well, growing up, um, I was a little girl who was raised by my parents until the, uh, my grandparents, I should say, until the age of six. And my grandparents were married for over 60 years. So I had great role models those first six years of my life. Um, they had seven kids. My grandmother was a stay-at-home mom. And I knew I always wanted to be a wife and a mother. So that has been instilled in me. That has been my desire and goal since a little girl. Um, I watched my grandmother um, meet her kids when they came off the bus, you know, gave them their afternoon snack. Um, there was a chalkboard in the living room for them to do their homework and practice their homework. And so I idolized my grandmother. I still do. Um, and then um, at the age of six, um, I went to go live with my mom. So I was raised as um, with a single parent and um, of course, just, you know, went through the natural matriculations, went to school, 
went to college, but again, knowing that my greatest uh, desire was to be a wife and a mother. And um, right after college, I'd probably say maybe three years after college, I married my high school sweetheart. Um, unfortunately, as my story goes, that marriage did not work out. It ended in divorce. Uh, I married someone from a different culture. He was from, his family was from India. And unfortunately, they just could not face the different um, race. We could not get over that. And so unfortunately, we got a divorce. Uh, I took time to go through the healing process because mm -hmm. as I said, being married was my greatest desire. So that was really devastating to me. I never thought I would ever go through a divorce. And so I really um, had to go through a process to heal before I started dating again. Um, I did start dating again, and uh, a coworker of mine hooked me up with one of her husband's friends. Um, we naturally hit it off, and just about at the eight, nine-month mark, uh, we decided to get married. Oh, my gosh. So, so yes. And so the, the, the journey has just progressed from there. Um, the greatest gift out of that marriage, of course, was my son. Um, but again, once again, unfortunately, I went through a divorce. Um, my husband, you know, just wasn't ready for the responsibilities of being a husband, uh, of being a father. Um, and so unfortunately, that also ended in a divorce. There was adultery, unfortunately. Um, but I think that really set me up for where I am today as the good thing guru, right? Mm -hmm. Many people will say, well, Kim, you know, how did you become the good thing guru knowing that you're not currently a wife, that you went through a divorce? How did you get to be the good thing guru? And after that second divorce uh, dogma, I really, again, I hate to keep using the word devastated, but it really was devastating. And I really took a hard time out, right? A hard time out to say, God, what is going on? Because not only was I you know, facing divorce, but many of my friends were facing divorce and going through a divorce. And I really questioned, you know, how come we can't get this right? You know, so many people, you know, 50 to 60% of marriages end in divorce, right? And, and I can give you the statistics on how many people have been divorced once, divorced twice, and divorced three times even. Yeah. And so I just really then began this journey of really trying to figure out God's divine design for marriage because I've always loved love. I've always desired to be a wife, always desired to be a mother. You know, I wanted my son, of course, to be raised in a two-parent home because I didn't have that experience. But sometimes life throws you curveballs, right? Mm -hmm. And you just have to get back up. And then really the key is finding out what you could have done better, right? And exactly. making better decisions. Exactly. And so that's how I got to become the good thing guru, because I didn't want to see anyone else suffer as I had suffered. I wanted to equip them with the necessary knowledge and preparation um, so that they could be amazing wives and have successful marriages. I love it. I'm all in. I'm all in yeah. on that. But you know what? In in the in the summary of the trajectory that you just had, and like the things that you, the experiences that um, you know devastate us, right? And I said that because I went through a divorce a long time ago, and then after a long relationship, um, um, you know, breakup too. So I can relate to the experiences that you had. 
Um, but you mentioned something that I, I, oh, I'm always stressing into people and everything that I publish, like there's no such thing as failure, right? Right. Failure and, or an obstacle is an opportunity is an opportunity to make things better the next time to work things better the next time. So you learn your lesson and then you move forward. And the problem is that a lot of people, um, in, you know, we, we tend to as human, right? Because it's kind of human nature. Sometimes we tend just tend like to stay in the, the same place and like suffering and suffering and scratching the wound and then crying again over it instead of, okay, I've had my good cry uh, and let's move forward. Uh, right. Not too many people just like move forward or learn, right? From right. their mistakes uh, or the experience that they had. And, but, but I love the fact that you use those uh, experiences as an opportunity to help other people and do it better the next time. Uh, now tell me, cause I, I know that you have, and, and I'm going to leave that for the end of the interview because you guys, I mean, I can't wait to hear about this, but I know that, that you, you know, you have a program going on right now. Um, we're going to talk about that at the end, but once you realize, okay, I need to help people. How do you start it? How you lay that foundation? to build this good thing. Absolutely. So like I said, what I really did was take almost, you know, eight years of that time of just healing, healing and not, and not only healing, but also just studying God's word, right? We have to go to the creator. If I want to know about the Samsung TV, I go to the manual. Well, if we want to know about marriage, we need to go to the manual and that manual for me, it's the Bible, right? Because mm -hmm. God created marriage and I knew exactly. God created it. It was good. Yes. So if there was something wrong with it, it was us humans doing something wrong, not the institution that he created. Mm -hmm. And so I really just took a deep dive into studying that, right? I've been studying this for years and, and, and really teaching women about marriage and how to become successful wives, because it's not something that you get by osmosis, right? A lot of times we just think, oh, I want to get married. I want to be a wife. Mm -hmm. And so we meet someone, we fall in love and we think, okay. And you get the ring and you're just like, okay, I'm going to be a wife. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. Right. A lot of times we learn from, you know, like I said, my grandparents. So I may have grabbed some things from them. I may have grabbed some things from my mother. I may have grabbed some things from the book or from TV. But a lot of times those things are not necessarily the right things. The things depicted in television shows and reality shows really aren't the successful tools that you need to set the foundation for a successful marriage. And that's what I tell people. It really takes skills. It really takes tools that you have to develop in order to be successful, just like college, just like your career. And I think that's another thing, Dagma, that we do that where we go wrong is we don't make that same investment in preparing ourselves for marriage, just like we do for our education. Many of us go to high school, which is 12 years, go on to college, maybe another four years, that's 16 years. Many of us go on to higher education. But let's ask the question, how much time do we really invest in preparing for marriage? None. Some of us maybe go through a six <laughs> course, right? a class 
Um, once we get the ring on our finger and we say when we want to get married, maybe six weeks at best, maybe two months at best, but we don't make the investment of let's just say a year, just exactly. setting aside a year to really prepare yourself. And that's how I came up with the wife university. A lot of times two people think, well, the wife university, that's for wives. No, the primary focus, why you go to a university is to master something. So it's primarily for single women, right? Single women who were just like me, who know, ever, you know, one day, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but one day I want to be a wife. In order for me to do that and do it well, I need to get the necessary skills to do that. And that's why I started the Wife University and this movement of becoming that good thing. I love it. I love it. Now, tell us, tell us what have been like the main um, four or like the main three things that you had to implement in building this program, this business in, you know, besides obviously time management, because it requires a lot of time to run a business, but, right. um, or develop and creating the content. Uh, but what are the things that you had to implement into your life to turn this into a success that you have created? Absolutely. I think with any business, as you said, you really have to hone in on who is your audience is number one hone in on what is it that you really want to impart to them, right? Mm -hmm. What's going to set them up for success? What does that look like? And then, like you said, developing the curriculum, right? Once you've done that, the other critical piece is getting the word out, right? That takes a lot of time to get the word out. And I would like to encourage anyone who is an entrepreneur, don't give up, right? I'm, I'm four or five years in. Don't give up. It takes time for you to just keep dropping those seeds. And let me tell you, your commitment, it's going to pay off. Don't stop. And I always say, you know, I am not, um, I don't despise the small beginnings, whether it's one person and whether it's two people, whether it's 20 people or 200 people, I'm just allowing God to use me as a vessel, right? To help someone else set someone else up for success. And if it's just one person, then I've done my job. I don't focus on the numbers. I just focus on being excellent and doing what God has called me to do. Amen to that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I think that if we all put our efforts into achieving God's purpose for our life, this world will be so different. Yeah. So yeah. And that's one of the things I really start out with, you know, in my training of, of women, a lot of times they think we're going to jump right on into like, you know, the communication or the finances or, you know, the sexual piece. And I said, no, 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 we're not starting there. We're starting first with you. Yes. How are you? Right. One, what is the pain and from your past that you need to heal from? What is that thing that you've swept under the rug? and don't really like to talk about. That's what we need to address first, because you're probably taking that into your relationship, that relationship yeah. baggage. That's probably the first step as to why you're not being successful. The other thing that I start with, Dogma, is do you know your purpose? If you don't know your purpose, you're not going to be set up for success, because as yes, I yes. said, marriage has a purpose. Marriage has a mission. If you don't know your purpose, how do you know who is the right mate for you? Exactly. Right? You have a purpose. 
And it's okay if you don't know what your purpose is. Many of us don't discover our purpose until our 20s and 30s. But I want them to get focused in on is discovering what their purpose is so that they can have a successful relationship. I love it. I love it. Now let's get to the good thing. <laughs> the good thing. You have this 12 day now that you you're doing this only during Christmas, right? Yes. I, this is my second annual 12 days of becoming his gift. And it's 12 days. And I kicked it off December the 11th. Today was our third day. We're three days in. And um, last year we saw so much success and I just had to do it again this year. And it's really playing off of the 12 days of Christmas, right? Except that we're taking these 12 days to really delve in on the characteristics of what makes you a good thing. Scripture says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, let's discover what it is that is a good thing, right? Because a lot of times we like to say, well, you know, I'm good. Okay, well, you could be a good woman, but that doesn't mean you're a good wife, right? You could be a wife and not be a good wife. And then how are we defining good? Are we defining good or, what? you know, God said it. So what does he mean by good? So we delve into those characteristics over those 12 days and get intentional and focused each day about a specific characteristic or attribute of what it means to be that good thing. We do this and, and I encourage the women to also pair it with prayer and fasting to really see results. I love it. And although you're in the third day for this second run, this is the second year you're doing yes. this, um, they they can still register, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, participate. Uh, the program is called the 12 days of becoming his gift. The link is on the description uh of this uh, po uh podcast episode so i'm gonna leave that there so if you are interested please just go in there and register um but you also are an author and an yes. international speaker so tell us how all of that came to be um during this process of you know going through building your your i mean from those experiences that you had and turning all that bad into a good thing into a business and helping others. Tell us. Absolutely. So a part of my journey too, as I said, even though I was de devastated from my divorce, I was very committed to not becoming the victim, right? I really, like you said, really had to fall down, but then shake the dust off and get back up. And I said, how can I become the victor and not the victim? And that was really to take my power back to say, you know, I literally had a conversation and just said, divorce, you're not gonna take me out. You're not gonna take me out. You may have taken me down, but you are not gonna take me out. And I still believe in the power of marriage, right? I still believe in love. Even after two divorces, I am still, you know, claiming that I am going to find uh, my soulmate. And so with that, I empowered myself and I said, what am I gonna do? Um, and it really was having that conversation with God. And God was like, well, you're going to go out now, now that you've dedicated this time and I've revealed to you the keys to success, I want you to help others. And of course I was like, who, me? <laughs> me? <laughs> Who's going to want to listen to me? Um, but it's I was like, like okay. Nakisha is saying, love it, become the victor, not the victim. Yes, <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you, Sakisha. And so I was like, okay, if this is what you're calling me to do, I will do it. 
And so that's really how it all got started and how we got on this journey. Um, and I, again, I, I just love these 12 days of this focused intensive um, where we're just focusing in on those those attributes. I am definitely jumping into those 12 days. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I don't I know if I answered that. Because like you said, I mean, it's not about, you know, the, the external things that we think that are what make a relationship, but, you know, having started by having a good relationship with ourselves, like working with those internal things. And I think that um, it's it's going to be good uh, just just doing it for right. ourselves first and then moving forward with all the tips and the guidance that Kimberly is going to give us, right? You know, Dogma, to go back and answer your question about how did I become an international speaker and how did I become an author? Part of that journey was actually putting my story in on paper, right? Because when you talk about divorce, there's a lot of shame that comes mm -hmm. with it. There's a lot of guilt yeah. that comes with it. And part of me becoming a victor was, again, taking control and saying, no, I'm not going to be ashamed any longer, right? I'm yeah. not going to... Um, let my stuff be under this banner of guilt where I feel like yeah. I'm walking around with the scarlet A on my chest. No, a lot of people think that divorce, I mean, they have put such a negative uh, context into that. Just, just that one word yes. divorce, like, Oh my God, the most terrible thing that could ever happen to you. Guess what? Maybe this has been the best thing that have ever happened to you because you went through experience, you learned, yes, you got your heart broken, your mm -hmm. heart, but, but then you have this, you have this opportunity from start from scratch, but with the knowledge of the things that you can avoid or do better Absolutely. and also, and also build things, you know, like I said, just like in a better way. So, you know, we, we need to kind of like start changing that, that, feeling or that negative connotation. I hope I'm saying the right word yes. uh, to, to that word, the word divorce, because this yeah. is not, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have that negative, that negative um, effect, right? right? Psychologically, because a lot of people right. say, oh, oh, I'm divorced now. And that was at least what happened to me. Uh, I'm divorced now. I'm such a failure because right. that's, and then it took me some time to learn that. No, it was like an opportunity. Absolutely. So, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now tell us more. Uh, what, what is your, I know you have four books, right? Yes. Out yes. there. Tell us about, uh, are there, is this a book series or is a different book, different from different each other? Books. Different books. So actually I have three of them here. Um, the first one I did was called Purpose Pushers. And it, again, mm -hmm. it's really about helping you discover your purpose. Um, so that was the first book I was um, a part of, The Journey of Discovering and Walking in Your Life Purpose. So I give tips on if you don't know your purpose, how you go about finding out what your purpose is. So I was a co-author of that book. Uh, the next book I was a part of was Inspired by Love. And again, here is where I tell my love story um, of where, um, you know, again, just really even in the midst of divorce, I was still inspired by love. And I tell my story of how I stayed positive through it all. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third book is She Is Well, right? Stories of power, strength, and wellness. And in this book, I really talk about um, 
resilience, how to stay resilient in the midst of chaos. Because not only, Dogma, was I dealing with divorce, right? I was dealing, you know, when life throws you a punch, sometimes, you know, it knocks you down and you can get back up. But what happens when it gives you that one, two, three combination, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I was going through. Not only was I going through a divorce, but I also was dealing with that shame and guilt um, from the church, from family members. Um, so that's one. And the depression, right? Mm -hmm. The depression that you can go through as a woman um, when you have high hopes of your marriage and you go yeah. through a divorce. So that's number two. Number three, I then instantly became a single mom, right? And so in the midst of this, I'm raising a child um, that has ADHD, right? And so again, I felt like I was, you know, again, <laughs> trying to dodge and weave and <laughs> And, and so really in this book, she as well, I talk about that, how to remain resilient when life is coming at you in the midst of chaos. And then my new best-selling book, Lioness Amplified, I yes. Am True Collective. Um, you can order that now. Um, if you go to my website, this book is very unique, right? It is photos, not only stories, but it is a photo compilation of just the strength the beauty um, of women who have given their voice, who recognize that, you know, no longer am I going to be quiet. I am going to be that lioness and you will hear my roar, where it's, whether it's quietly, whether it's loudly. Um, but I, these are women who finally have recognized who God has called them to be, and they're using their voice to empower other women. So they're powerful, powerful stories. I love it. I love it. So you guys, you can go to the wifeuniversity.com and that's where you're going to find all Kimberly's uh, books and information and everything all about her is right there in that website, the wifeuniversity.com. So if you want to connect with her, you can go there. Oh, they can also find you here on Facebook, right? Correct. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, at Becoming That Good Thing becoming that good thing yeah. i love it i love it kimberly thank you so much for your time for being You're here welcome. with us um, i hope that you know god uh, continues to bless you and definitely bring you that good thing that you've been waiting for yeah. um and continue to prosper you and shine his face upon you so. thank you Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Thank you for being here with us in another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. So if you have not yet subscribed, don't forget to subscribe on Facebook. We are also on YouTube. So follow us on YouTube channel. And also, uh, don't forget to also go into Anchor where you can actually listen to the podcast audio. And hey. 2022 turn me into an author too so don't forget to go into amazon and get your copy of dauntless creating your blueprint for success you can go to dauntlessbook.com slash promo to get the freebie that i'm giving away because you were here all right so until the next time don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless